Hey guys, it's Lori, aka Loretta Chow from thesexreporter.com and co-host of the Insatiable Podcast with Smiley. So today I wanted to ask you if you've ever given up sex for love or love for sex. I mean, if you are a person who enjoys sex or you consider yourself a sexual person, there inevitably comes a time when you might meet someone who doesn't have as much of a sexual appetite as you do. So in a case like that, I'm just wondering, what is your experience in terms of staying with the person or leaving the person because you maybe just um, value that person's companionship more than you value your sex life or vice versa. If you decided like, you know what, I have to draw a line somewhere and I just can't be with somebody who can't, who doesn't want to have sex. Let me know. On the other side, I also would love to hear from people who maybe were with someone who liked sex more than they did or had like an insatiable sexual appetite and you know how did you deal with that the thing about this question is that i want to hear from both men and women because i think women get a bad rap i feel like in media and in terms of like public complaints men are always the one that are coming out and saying like oh their wife doesn't put out or their long-term girlfriend isn't interested in sex with them and they talk about that more loudly and what's unspoken or maybe spoken more privately is that women have exactly the same complaints especially in long-term relationships i mean i have been you know with men of varying sexual appetites and it's often that them in like long-term relations when you get into you know after six months or after a year or, or two years they're the ones that drop off either because maybe they're bored of having the same sex partner maybe they're just lazy and they don't want to put in the work anymore whatever the case may be and it can sometimes be a huge problem so i really do want to hear from everyone on how they dealt with it so first up to answer the question is Duwan, and he has something to say about being insatiable or not. You know what's interesting? I'll speak from my perspective as a man. Um, I actually went from a phase where I was the one who wanted the sex all the time and the lady didn't. And it went in reverse where I was the one who really didn't want sex as often as the partner I was with. Um so it's unfortunate women get a bad rap for that. Uh, but yeah, it can happen at times. At this point in my life, honestly, I don't really have a insatiable appetite for sex. Who knows? Maybe if I met a certain woman who could bring that out of me, sure. But at this present moment in time, it has saved me probably from fucking women that I probably would not want to uh go to the movies with you know what i'm saying so to speak like <laughs> so it's kept me out of danger but at the same time has the passion died thanks to juan for that honest answer and yeah i think the reality doesn't always live up to the myth you know so it's always great to hear someone open up and say yeah maybe uh it's not always the women who are denying men's sex maybe men just have better pr or something but i'm curious about whether that imbalance ends up being like a real problem in your relationships like how do people deal with that do they just have to live like does the person who wants to have sex just have to live with the fact that their partner doesn't do you ever consider like is it a fucked up move to leave a person if they don't want to have sex with you would you feel some type of way if somebody left you because of that or in your insatiable days in the early days did you ever consider maybe leaving the person because they weren't giving you enough or satisfying you enough 
This next call is from the lovely Jasmine, who is actually calling in about the topic raised yesterday about consent and the Me Too movement. For the longest time, decent men have always understood that you cannot be one of those guys that doesn't take no for an answer. If a woman says no and you persist anyway, you are a rapist. This is at least understood by decent people. And we're not going to talk about rapists today because I think everyone universally agrees that rapists are bad and no one should rape anyone. So looking at the good men now, when we're talking about everything covered under Me Too, the reason why this movement is so revolutionary is because we're looking at situations where a woman may not be saying no. In some cases they were. Um, but in many cases, they weren't. So now men are th are thinking, shit, well, is it really our fault if the woman doesn't say no? And the answer is yes. Maybe not for you individually, but the answer is that our culture makes it so that it's really hard and sometimes impossible for a woman to say no. I'm going to get to the women in the next segment. But before that, I want to explain to the guys out there who are still scratching their heads like, wait, but I don't get it. If she doesn't say no, how am I supposed to know? Um, and why aren't women just saying no? Why aren't women running to the police when things happen to them? Um, and the answer is that, look, every woman that you meet will probably have a story about a time that she rejected a guy and a violent or abusive, verbally abusive reaction happened to that. So women might say, you know, reject an advance on the street. This happens almost every single day in New York, or it probably happens every hour in New York. And a man will be like, you fucking bitch, you cunt. I mean, be just simply because a woman was like, leave me the hell alone right now. I don't want to talk to you. Okay. So when you grow up in a culture like that, and you become to feel it, it, you, you tend to feel unsafe in just flat out rejecting men and hurting their feelings. So we have this culture where women are essentially afraid to hurt men's feelings. So we feel the need to let them down easy, to make up excuses. When guys are overly aggressive, we feel the need to say things like, oh, I have a boyfriend, even if we don't. Because if we don't, they will persist anyway. In fact, they usually do. You can say any excuse in the book and a guy simply will not stop until you slap him in the face. And that is not okay. Because... When you don't give a person room to say no or to honestly just say, look, I'm not interested, then that person will find it much more difficult to say, I'm not interested. And then you'll start being like, well, now she's sending mixed signals. She didn't exactly say no. She ended up in my apartment, but then she seemed to be like weird when I tried to take her clothes off. I mean, these are all, I mean, you're, you're answering your own question when you start wondering things like this. If it seems like she's hesitant, it's because she is hesitant. And so she... She may mean no, and she may not say it. And so, yes, it is your job as a man and as the person who might be the aggressor in that situation to recognize that like, oh, maybe this chick isn't really into it. So what do you do in that case? You ask. It's that simple. You have to ask. Some men don't want to ask because maybe they don't want to hear no. But then ask yourself this. If you don't want to ask because you don't want to hear no and you think that a no is imminent, maybe that makes you kind of rapey you know what i'm saying like so this is the this is what i think men don't understand about consent the no's aren't always clear that's true and i will get to that but if you are a good guy you have to start recognizing that there are times when you might be caught up and you're like hormonal whatever the hell is happening to your body but if the woman is not enthusiastically there for it then you need to ask her if she's okay and yes 
Yes, guys, I do understand that there are a lot of women who like to play coy and like to play hard to get and who want you to be the aggressor and that that sometimes that's the only way you are going to get sex, but that doesn't excuse the behavior. But like I said, you are not the only problem in this equation. Yes, there are things that women need to know about saying no and about consent and also about the way they behave that makes you behave the way you do. And I'm going to get to that in the next segment. Bottom line, though, for men is that no one is entitled to sex or sexual attention or even to a polite response to a sexual advance. Yes, it is biological that you have sexual urges, but that does not mean anyone has to entertain it. Hey, Lori, I wanted to comment on the topic about consent. Yeah, it's a real touchy subject. And I don't understand why guys just feel so entitled. Um, For instance, even if a girl goes over a guy's house at three o'clock in the morning, he's upset if she doesn't want to have sex. Just because I came over here, although that's a bad situation to put yourself in, I don't have to have sex with you. Where Where is this written? Is this a written rule that I have to have sex with you? No, it's not. Dudes feel so entitled. They can't take no for an answer. You guys need to learn how to ask. Um, And if she says no, she says no. Don't try to fight her answer. It is what it is. I just Guys are so used to rape culture. They didn't even know the stuff that they were doing was rape culture because it's been going on for so many years. But I'm glad this stuff is really starting to come to light now so that this can be discussed. And hopefully it can change. Yes, you are so right. I mean, what consent boils down to is respecting the no. If a woman doesn't want to have sex to you, she does not owe it to you. No one owes anyone sex. Sex must be consensual. Both parties must want it. I think the what a lot of guys will say is like, yeah, but some girls say no and they don't really mean it. And look, I actually think they're right about that. But that doesn't mean that it's okay to push them because for every girl who for for every girl that says no and is kind of like oh please try to convince me there's a girl who's like no means no leave me the fuck alone and the only way you can get them to give you a clear signal i mean is a i already spoke to the women yesterday i said women do need to give clearer signals and we do need to stop um this culture of positive reinforcement of this male behavior by acting coy and feeling like we have to be the 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 chaste virginal women that need to be convinced into sex i mean we need to stop that but that's an aside what men need to do is understand that there is such a thing as enthusiastic consent if a girl seems hesitant you don't convince her by begging her by pushing her by pressuring her you ask her or if you feel the need like try to you know try to work your work your magic and try to make her want it but if you can't make her want it she does not owe it to you calling in to fill the one reggie quota for the day is reg the weekend watcher coffee black needs to figure it out because i'm the one filling out the one reggie quota today your weekend watcher i was trying to decide what i would address whether it be mismatched libidos or issues of consent so i'll go with issues of consent because jasmine just you know put something out there that i liked So, here's what I have to say about consent, right? I like it to be this simple. Hey, you want to order a pizza? Oh, okay, okay, what size? All right, that sounds good. Uh, What about, uh, what kind of toppings do you want there? Pineapple? Oh, God, I hate pineapple. Can you just, can we have it on half the pizza? Or maybe just get it next time? Okay, where do you want to order it from? Uh Uh-huh. About breadsticks. All right. 
So think about that conversation, right? We've had that a bajillion times, and it's not offensive. Somebody doesn't like pineapple, it's not a big deal. Why is this such a big deal in the world of sex? I have no idea, because it makes us get all up inside our feelings and, we, and cry a whole lot. I don't see where talking it through has ever been, you know, has ever really ruined it, at least in my world. And at the end of the day, like, why, you, you can call in, you can call in pizza. Why not just call in, call in ahead if you are headed to see, you know, if you're, you're headed to see your lady, you're headed to see your man, why not just call ahead and say, hey, this is what I'm in for. You in for it? Oh, okay. What about another time? That's all right. It doesn't make it any worse. I don't know. I just could be naive, but um, I don't know. It's it, it, There could be worse ways to go. Reggie, I think you make a really good point about open communication, which you guys know I'm a huge proponent of. Like People should just be direct. The thing is, this is also where I think this is a both a man and a woman issue because the reality is not all men are able to say clearly like, hey, I just kind of want to hook up right now. Do you mind coming over? Because women don't make that okay. Some women get offended by that. Some women are down for it. They just don't want it to be said directly. And that's not their fault as an individual. It's our fault collectively for creating this culture where women have to be the innocent ones, the innocent prey for the predators to come claim. And as long as the guys come correct, then they can get their prize. You know, we too often see sex as some kind of reward for good behavior. And because we perpetuate that culture, not everyone, but because so many people perpetuate that culture, we're conditioning ourselves to have this like weird song and dance where nobody's really allowed to say what's, what it really is. We got to Netflix and chill instead of just come over for a booty call these days you know what i mean all these euphemisms are actually doing us a disservice what remains consistent of course is that back then and now and no matter what you call it there is this feeling that men feel they're entitled to sex and uh because no one really says whether it is actually going to happen there's like the suspense building up and some people even like that suspense people like to go into a situation not knowing if it's going to happen and the anticipation building i mean it's part of the foreplay in some cases but when you happen to have two people who can't read, read each other's vibes, um, they can't notice the signals. Some people just have bad game and don't really know what they're doing or whatever the case may be. You always end up with these situations where nobody's really sure. And then someone gets real upset when they don't get what they want. And that's where the problem comes in. You know, it's like no matter how this plays out, because the reality of the culture is what it is, no matter how a person ends up in your apartment and whatever it is that you want from them, once you get the feeling that that person isn't enthusiastically trying to get what you want or to do what you want, that's when you ask and that's when you respect the no. And you, as a, as a good human being, just cannot and should not ever make a first person feel bad for changing their mind or saying no. And that's how we solve the problem. Because once you say, you know what, I might really want something and I'm not wrong for wanting it, but... If that person doesn't want it too, I should not hold it against them because it is not my right. I'm not entitled to it. And I think that's 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 basically what we're all saying here. And I think the part from what I said yesterday where this is not just on the men, it's on the women, is that women also need to understand that the intention is not where the man goes wrong. Women, I don't, I think women are wrong to be offended by men who make sexual advances on them as in men who ask for it, men who verbally or non-verbally men who seem to be pushing for it seem to be like on the date like nudging them towards the sex though that man is not doing anything wrong to you until you indicate to him that you don't want it 
and he doesn't respect the fact that you don't want it. That's where things go wrong. I don't know what you guys think or whether you agree with me, but that's how I break it down in my mind because I think it's ridiculous to say that men should just never hit on women or never go for the sex or never try to work their, you know, try try to work the situation because that is the that is the the obstacle course we've created for them. So until we break that op- obstacle course down, that's the way that they ask for sex and we need to figure out how we are going to deny the sex without, you know, um like by making it very clear without opening ourselves up to potentially, you know, not being understood. And no, that does not mean I'm victim blaming, which is, you know, a whole other issue that people like to bring up when 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 we start questioning women's behavior and women's part in rape culture as well. So essentially, we need not only to tell men to ask about the pizza order, but we need to tell women to be okay with being asked about what they want on the pizza. Because without that end of the equation, the first part doesn't work. And now a message from Aunt Capone who wants to let us know how you keep a woman guessing. What's going on? What's going on? This is Aunt Capone. Oh yeah. Um I'm one of those men I don't always put out. You know what I'm saying? I have to be finessed out here. You know what I'm saying? It's just not gonna be no you know what I'm saying, you just can't get me to drop my drawers like that. You know what I'm saying? I have to be winding down. Uh, damn, they're like a woman, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. You know, before I got married, I mean, I wasn't just, I wasn't the one who just hop in the bed with everybody, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one that be putting women on the clock. I'm going to make you wait just a little taste, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't, I prefer not to have sex with you on the first date, you know what I'm saying? Have you wondering, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's going on with this man, man? This man ain't even tried nothing, mm-hmm. Yeah. And very interesting perspective. And actually, it sounds like a really good strategy for dating. But what I'm asking is, do you want it less? I mean, you're withholding it because you're trying to build up some kind of suspense. I get that. But once you once you do reach that milestone where you are having sex with a woman, do you want it as often as her? Or do you still keep her waiting? Um, and is it all part of the foreplay? Or are you really just denying her sex? That's the question. We need to know, you know, we need to know the truth here. So let us know. And, and I mean, basically why I'm asking that is because when there is that imbalance, how are we supposed to deal with it as people or as couples? So Reggie uh, commented on his colon or on my response to his colon about how he believes sex is really just about individuals and, and he doesn't really bring society and culture into it. And I get that, but I wanted to elaborate a little bit on why I bring culture into it. And this is partially... Um, not partially, but this is basically the foundation of why I started the sexreporter.com and why I'm an advocate for sex positivity and objective coverage of sex. What a lot of us forget sometimes is that our sexual behavior is a product of like centuries and thousands of years of conditioning of cultural factors like religion, like government, like uh, patriarchy, all of these things that form this male-female gender role dynamic that plays out in our dating life today. And because of that, it's hard to look at sex objectively and decide between what is an emotional reaction because of that conditioning and what is an objective reaction because of what's actually happening in the moment. 
So what you see with a lot of the, the Me Too movement is that there is rightfully a lot of questions being brought around the culture of consent and how we educate people about consent. But mixed in with that is a lot of emotions around the outrage around like people who are seen to be perverts because they want sex or men who are uh, looking at women sexually or vice versa, but really mostly the men. And then the danger there is that I see the conversation veer like really into the extreme where people start talking about any type of sexual advance from any type of man being assault or some form of harassment. What Reggie was talking about in terms of just open communication is something I'm strongly an advocate of. But can you really have open communication between two people where only one person is is woke about it, I guess, for lack of a better term. If only one person is fully aware of their sexual desire and that, you know, and they, they put it out there and call somebody to their apartment at three in the morning, like, hey, you want to come over for some sex? And the other person is maybe willing to or maybe wanted to, but is completely offended by even the suggestion that they would be going over for a booty call because they're not that type of girl or something like that, then the, the conversation's a non-starter. So we can't have open communication until we address this issue first of like, what is our attitude about sex? How is it that we behave about sex? What are the images that we have? Do we think it's dirty? Do we think it's wrong? Do we think that anyone who acts outside of the quote unquote norm is a weirdo perv who needs to be like locked up in shackles or something? I mean, we can't have a mature conversation until we address those other issues that we're, that we're dealing with. Or at the very least, we need to separate those issues, which is why... As I was saying, I think we need to break down what is actually wrong in these situations when it comes to consent. Is it wrong for the man to propose sex or the man, is it wrong for the man to even not say anything about sex, but to, you know, try to kiss you, try to put his hands on you if you're on a date and there's a reasonable expectation that that's what at least one of you wants? No, I don't think so. I really do not. Of course, if he forces it on you, that is definitely wrong without a question and it's also definitely wrong for him to get angry or upset that you don't want it if that's what you say, but you must say it. And I'm not saying that all these girls who haven't said it are necessarily wrong. I'm saying that men do need to be more sensitive to nonverbal cues when women are not enthusiastically into whatever it is that they're doing. But as women, we can do a better job of communicating that no. We can do a better job of communicating the yes as well. We should stop saying no when we don't mean it. And we should start saying yes when we do mean it. And we should also say no when we mean that. So it's like, I think the communication goes both ways and needs to go both ways. So Reg from the Coffee Black Show has resurfaced an old topic that I think I called in about a long time ago. And it's about, well, you guys will see what it's about. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I gotta talk about this dress to impress thing because I think it's a generalization guys let's be like oh you girls like to do this you girls like to do that no that is not how it works there are many different kinds of women just like there are many different kinds of men and some women are into fashion some women are doing it for the guys some women are doing it to floss on other women and some women you know what i mean they just like to you whatever just to look good and feel sexy and stuff like that i mean i think most people like to feel good about themselves so if dressing up is the way to do it, then that's the way to do it. Personally, I'm a person who is into fashion. I'm not doing it for anybody but myself. I think it's a creative expression. Like, I like to go and find clothes that express my personality. And I like to put outfits together just like I like to put words together. It's, it's a form of expression. 
So this was so long ago, but I believe that was probably a response to the general assertion that we hear all the time, which is women get dressed in all this um, makeup and put on clothes and all everything just so that they can attract men. And I just strongly disagree with that, as you can tell from what I said. But here is Reg's response today. First of all, Reg, it is really cute that you love your daughter so much and that you think she looks beautiful without makeup on. I don't know how old your daughter is, but I'm sure she is because when women are young, we don't need makeup. I think youthful, that youthful skin, like we shouldn't be covering it up. But, you know, some people just like to do it. And as I said, it could be their preference. And no, I don't think your daughter is doing it so that she could battle her girlfriends out for the attention of a guy. At least I don't think so. She could be, but all women are different. Some women like to look good and they are in a type of competition with other women but it's not for the attention of men it's just to be like who has better style that's a thing we we look at look through the magazines it's always like who wore it best it's not because those two women were vying for the attention of the same guy it's because they want to show off their ability to style themselves and their ability to rock something it's something to be proud of men do the same thing and i gotta address this underwear issue though that you bring up because guys universally i don't know what your moms taught you but you need to step up your underwear game and there are men who do this right there are men who believe in like i said grooming and and hygiene and keeping everything right even if it's invisible and that includes buying the boxer briefs or whatever the case may be but there are men out there who think like just because no one can see them they can get away with murder so <laughs> i've had exes where i'm just like really you got these this underwear that's like more than five years old it's got like holes in it. It's like linty. It's got bleach marks because they didn't know how to do their laundry. I mean, all types of like just unkempt underwear. And it's disgusting. Like buy some new underwear. Why is that so hard? And why it make like make it a point of self pride. If you weren't going to see nobody for a whole day, would you brush your teeth? I would hope so. Because it's not about everybody else. It's about yourself. I would say the same thing to women and like women who wear granny panties. Like I do not understand why if in the world there are beautiful, cute, cotton, you know, um, comfortable underwear with like nice prints and stuff like that. Why do women go for the for the rubber band colored, ugly ass, giant bunches of cloth in their pants? Like on what planet is that more comfortable than something that is more minimal and more beautiful? I mean, like I said, though, this is like a little like pet peeve of mine, but that's because personally, as an individual, I do care about aesthetics. I like looking good even for myself when no one else can see it. And so I don't speak on behalf of all women, just like you, Reg, do not speak on behalf of all men. I would like to ask everybody else, though, what they think about this. Do women dress only to impress men and vice versa? Or are there other reasons why a person might want to look good? Coming up, Safa has some words to say about dumping someone over sex. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've said no to sex. Have I dumped women in the past for not putting out? Of course. Have I been dumped in the past for not putting out? Not that I know of. But I do recall one instance where I was going out with a woman who had quite an insatiable sexual appetite. I never said no to her sexually. But I don't think I understood her sexuality at the time. So, you know, <laughs> could that have been a factor? Possibly. But when it comes to saying no or not putting out, I think it comes down to the individual, you know, and their individual sexuality or their libido at the time. I mean, I think a man or a woman can say no or not put out. 
I don't think it's exclusively a male thing. I don't think it's exclusively a female thing. I think society just portrays it as being a male thing because males talk about it all the time. Well, if women had to talk about it more, maybe we would change the views. Safa, thanks for sharing as always. And I'm wondering what your thought process was when you did dump the girl because she wasn't putting out enough. Did you feel bad about that at all? Or did you think it was very reasonable? Were you like deep into your relationship? And was it clear from the beginning that she wasn't that interested in sex? Did you talk about it with her? Or was it just like, nope, this is a deal breaker. This isn't happening. In my experience, this is a very uh, touchy subject because when the imbalance is sort of with me wanting more than my partner, it's like gender roles start playing a role because men feel some type of way when they are not the sexual ones in the relationship. And this might be an American thing because we have this like hyper-masculine culture that's all about expressing masculinity through sexuality. So um, it, it makes the man, man uncomfortable, especially if he's a very uh, macho type of guy, which tends to be the type of man that I'm attracted to. And then, you know, they get upset feeling like um, they're sort of not adequate in some way, I guess. The funny thing is, as important as sex is to me and as open I, as, as I am about that importance and, you know, I, I always talk about it with my partners, but what breaks, what, what eventually um, happens is that the, the relationship starts having other problems because of the sex, not, not only because of the sex, but everything seems to get exaggerated when you're not connecting on a physical level, if sex matters to you. So for a person like me, where sex is important, if sex isn't happening, then I feel like some, in some intrinsic way, me and my partner are just not really coming together the way a couple should. So I feel very distant from that person. And then that exaggerates all the various other problems that we have that might not be that big of a deal if we were having good sex or had a good sex life. And instead, those problems become everything. So then we become very fixated on those conflicts and it's hard to continue the relationship. So eventually, um, I mean... There was one case where eventually we had to break it off because we just had like irreconcilable differences that I probably could have gotten over or we could have fixed if the sex was right and everything else was right. But it just didn't seem worth it anymore, if that makes sense. So I'd love to hear what, you know, other people's thinking is if they've ever been in a situation like that. Next up on the same topic, we have a call from Reg. Hey, Lori, what's up? Calling in on that segment about, um, you know putting out yeah it kind of alludes back to last week when I said when I was talking about um, um, foreplay yeah see a lot of times I don't feel like putting out so you get to tease and see that's going to only heighten the desire more and the next time or the next two times you won't be teased you will be pleased <laughs> oh lord hey man it's the man's talking so basically reg is out here giving his women the equivalent of blue balls i don't know what that equivalent is actually i should probably know that I know you have this whole like teasing anticipation theme going on and you think that that's like so awesome <laughs> somehow and I'm not saying it's not because you know ev whatever floats everyone's boat is their thing but I think that shit is rude like you don't want to do it so you make her want it more and then you leave her hanging like that that shit is rude as fuck. 
I think if like a boyfriend did that to me, I would just be like, you know what? F you. I'd whip out the porn and I'd masturbate right in front of his face and be like, well, I'll just take care of myself since you won't do your job then. I'm just kidding. Kind of. <laughs>